Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, what a moment. You know, sometimes God arranges sessions and camps like these for moments like this. Yeah. And, and these are moments that we, we, we could sometimes underestimate, but the impact is long lasting. Amen. Because it is about God's glory. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just let's get together. We know the passion and the fire that, you know, Pastor Pumzil has for us as young people. Yeah. You know, you, you, it is easy not to have a camp. There's many excuses not to yeah. do it. Yeah. But the fire that burns for us to have this privilege, may we never take it lightly. Yeah. Even as young people, Paul said to Timothy, let no one despise you because of your youth. Yeah. Because as a young person, you are an eagle. He's saying two things to Timothy. That one, you could, as a young person, be immature because that's what they associate youthfulness with. But he says, no, that, is, that should not be you, even as a young person. But be an example. And he's saying the second thing, that as a young person, people can say, you know, what can you teach us? But there's a grace on you as a young person to fly as an eagle and have nations listen to what you say. And what you do for God's glory. Amen. And so let that be imprinted on our hearts. To say we will run with the baton. Somebody say glory. glory. Hallelujah. You may take to your seats. Ooh, what a time we have been having in God's presence. I thank God for allowing us this time together. I thank God that I was here. Yeah. And it is because of his divine purpose and intention that you and I were here. You were supposed to be here and this, these words were for you. And I hope I've been seeing people taking notes. I hope you're taking notes. And I encourage you to, to inculcate a culture of taking notes. Because you see, you don't need to write everything. But there will be things that stand out for you when you listen to the teachings. Yesterday, as we've been taught relationships, as we've been taught entrepreneurship, etc., the sermons. It is deceiving ourselves if I'm going to just sit there and think, well, I'm going to hear it. And I realize during the session and the sermon, and that is a powerful statement or a powerful revelation. And then I don't put it down anyway. Because I'm going to forget it. So I encourage you to take notes and to keep taking notes embed that as part of what you do to remind yourself of those things that stood out for you which God spoke to you in services as you learn, as you hear as our pastor teaches us as you go to conventions and sessions and, and, and conferences like this hallelujah Amen. I am glad I said this yesterday overjoyed that I was able to be part of this you know Nazarene is my home I grew up in the church of the Nazarene that's where I met Jesus Christ that's where I got born again. I was around 10 years of age when I got born again at Lebohomu Church of the Nazarene. And it was of God's doing. I could not have done it. It was by His grace. And since then, I've seen Him work in my life. And that's why I love youth camps. I mean, I, I told you yesterday, I never missed a youth camp. My mother made sure that we were struggling in whatever way. But He will raise the money for me to go to youth camp. From when I was 11 all the way, then the last consistent without missing one camp that I attended was in 2011. That would have given me more or less around over about 10 years of attending camp, camps. So don't take these camps lightly. 
They feed you slowly. They feed you slowly. They feed you slowly. And they charge you. Mm. You know, they charge you. They give you energy. They give you a push. And you realize that the, the ceiling was too low for me. Mm. It needs to be heightened. It needs to be elevated. Hallelujah. Mm. So thank you to the leadership of the church for inviting me to speak at this conference. I've really enjoyed myself. Thank you for the hospitality. You know, I, I could have been even in the, in the tents with everybody, but I was just treated with such hospitality. I just want to thank God for this church, for the love that you showed, the honor that you give, even if I have not earned it, but you give honor because that's part of your nature. And I thank God for that. You know, I was, as I was checking out um, this morning, I just realized that the intentionality that exists in 3C Nazarene touches my heart. You know, I, I even this morning looked back on my WhatsApp, Pastor Pumzile, because I was remembering that it was on the 26th of January. It was the 26th of January. I have it in my notes, I'll confirm. At around 6.59 a.m., I get the message from Pastor Pumzile inviting me for the youth camp, for the youth conference, which was due 27th of March, 2020 to 29th of March 2020. I remember that. I remember that because on that day, and now we're speaking also about excellence, we are continuing today into pursuing God and pursuing Him through exerting ourselves to realize our potential, right? Mm -hmm. Because on that day, Pastor Pumzile, it was a Sunday, and I was at church. I go to church in Linden, Grace Bible Church, as I told you, and I thank my pastors for releasing me to be here. And I serve there in the youth uh, ministry. I serve in parking. I'm a parking attendant, thank you. And I also serve in the stewardship ministry. And so I was, joy I was overjoyed when they allowed me to come to the conference because it is all about God's work. Amen. And so, but that day I was not at Linden. I was in Soweto, Pimville. So at 6 a.m., I'm sitting in the, the, the big auditorium. I see a message from... Pastor Pumzile. And on that day, I was invited to speak at Grace Bible Church in Pimville. I had never spoken in Pimville. And so, that was the day where I did not have the confirmation before I had to speak. I was given five minutes to speak at Grace Bible Church as part of our Achievers' Day. But I wasn't sure on the day that I would speak. I got there at around 5 o'clock or 5.30. Because at Grace, we would have to, if you are going to do something in the service, you must get there like an hour or two before the service. And our first service started at 7, so I wanted to make sure that I'm there before the 7 o'clock service, even though the session was going to be the 11 o'clock service. Just so I don't discount myself from serving because I didn't follow protocol. Right? And then at the 7 a.m. service starts, I get the message from Pastor Pumzile, just as it's about to start, one minute to, to 7 o'clock. And why am I telling you this story? Because you see, I was informed about a month in advance that, you know, I would be invited to come and partake in the Achievers Awards and there would be a confirmation. But I didn't get that confirmation. However, in the period I was preparing, this is important, I didn't know that I would actually end up being there or doing something. But even though there wasn't a clear indication of what the end result would be, I just made sure I'm preparing constantly. Mm -hmm. It didn't look like I'm going to do anything for it, but I was like, let me just be ready in case they need me. This is important. I kept preparing. On the day, I arrived earlier than I should have, just in case it is required of me to have been there that early. And I found out 
at the 7 o'clock service that actually I will be allowed to speak. Because the bishop, Bishop Musasono, then mentioned that at the Achievers Awards we will have these people who are going to play a role. That's when I had the confirmation when I was in the 7 o'clock service. That I knew that at the 11 o'clock service I will have to speak for that 5 minutes. Now it's, it's a simple thing and it's a small thing. But why am I bringing this story up? All those preparations I had to do. You know, I've spoken at many places. And I, those were preparations. I decided that I would be honest and very faithful to the gift. But sometimes God prepares you for moments. And the preparation for moments might be boring. But the reality is the moment accentuates everything you had ever done. People say Usain Bolt ran only for two minutes and made the millions that he made. Two minutes of sprinting. That's his career. Two minutes. Think about that. But the reality is before the two minutes, there was a lot of preparation that went into producing the two minutes. When he was sprinting for 9.58 seconds, he prepared for many times and many hours leading to the 9.58 seconds. That has made him great today. And so I then was ready when I was called on that stage because I had been preparing. And I made sure that in five minutes I'm done with my speech. But the point is this. I had spoken in many places, but just with that moment and what God did with that moment, it reached people that I didn't even know it would reach. You know, tens of thousands of people saw that video. People in, in Europe, people in America, people in Australia, I've had CEOs sending me messages. People in my professions that are CEOs of companies that I'd never even spoken to. And I was shocked to say, I mean, I didn't know, but I just was ready. So don't underestimate the preparation that you are doing. Because the moment will come where that will culminate in something great for God's glory. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you still here? So let's recap quickly for those who hadn't been with us and then close today. I want to really focus today on the story of Joseph. But we started on Friday and spoke about and introduced this concept and this title of my all for his glory, right? Amen. My all for his glory. We read a few verses. Matthew 22, 37 said to us, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 says, And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men. Hallelujah. And we said glorify God means feeling and thinking and acting in ways that reflect His greatness, that make much of God, that give evidence of the supreme greatness of His attributes. It is us acknowledging Him and giving honor to Him, praising and worshiping Him. Hallelujah. Amen. We said when we set our minds on glorifying Jesus, that becomes a compass for our lives. When we glorify God in all that we do, our lives will point to Him. And we spoke about how our history of sin, God does away with it. Right? He makes it small and He actually washes it away. But our history of faithfulness, He amplifies, He accentuates and he remembers. He even rewards. Hallelujah. Amen. And yesterday, we spoke about glorifying God with where we are. Do you remember that? Yes. 
The Bible spoke to us in Matthew 23, verse 11 to 12. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And then 25, verse 23 of Matthew said, His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Hallelujah. And so yesterday we learned that we must put our gifts to use. Do you remember that? That we must what? Let it shine. God has given each and every single one of us gifts and giftings that shine if you allow it to shine. He has already placed the light in us. Our job is to make sure we let it shine. Let's put it on a platform and let it glorify God. We remember that we must be fruitful. We must ask ourselves the questions that do we bear the fruits of the Spirit? Am I a kind person? Am I a person who walks in love? Am I gentle? We spoke about generosity and how faith without works is dead. That God has called us to be generous people. God has called us to be financiers of His kingdom. God has given you money so that it works for the kingdom. You know, one of the things I don't, I've learned myself that I don't play with, when I go into the marketplace and I have to change jobs, I make sure I get all my money. Because the church needs that money. Amen. I, 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 I tell them, I mean, when I work with recruiters, I'm like, this is the amount that I want. If the client can meet it, no, it's fine, let's look for another client. Because we need to build a kingdom. Amen. There is a kingdom that needs to be built. And because God is faithful, He makes sure I get those amounts that I ask for. So that his kingdom can be glorified. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We must live holy. Because our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We must have a heart for God's work. And serve him wholeheartedly. Right? Amen. And then we must embrace excellence. In all that we do. Especially in the church. It must stand out when you do something. Your people must say, yeah, no, this was done by, by whoever. This was done by, 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 by right? This was done, this was done by, by Tepo. This was done by Twaki. This was done by Keletso. This was done by Whoever you are, that people can say, yeah, no, this definitely was done by him. Because it stands out. The manner with which you did it, we must do it with excellence. And lastly, we spoke about how we must keep the right company. Because... The company we keep influences us. Yeah. We tend to behave and to achieve like the people we are surrounded with. Mm -hmm. And so we must be particular about that. So that we are not held back by people who have their own agendas, who are thinking about other things, but are not focused on glorifying God. We must call out to God with those who call out to God with a pure heart. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And then we remember that as we pursue greatness, yes, greatness must be like might be, like jumping off a hundred story building. But I don't need to jump off a hundred story building at once. Mm. I can do it one step at a time. Yeah. I can do it one story at a time. Yeah. I can jump one story at a time. Hundred times and I get to achieve that very objective I started with. Mm. One story at a time. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now today, I want us to speak about then pursuing the potential God has given to us. The greatness in us be unleashed. That it glorifies God. 
When we make manifest the potential he has given to us and make it real, and we make that greatness he has placed in us visible to those around us. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, when, when, when Paul is speaking here, he's saying, think about them. It means you must plot to say, how can I be excellent in this area of my life? You must sit down and say, how can I shock somebody with generosity? You actually sit down and you, you, you ponder. You, 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 you think about it. You, you plan for it. To say, how can I glorify God in this area of my life? How can I make sure that this service, when we start it, is going to run effectively? That whoever is part of it is impacted for God's glory. How can I make sure that God, you have given me this talent of being able to, to run things and make sure that things are well organized. And then, then maybe you come up with a realization that there are courses that you can take. And then you are deliberate to pursue them. Because then you are building yourself up and ensuring your skill is at the right level to make the most of the talent that God has given you. It was T.D. Jakes who once said, you know, the problem with talented people is that talented people will, will use their talent as a camouflage for their lack of commitment. Because we, 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 I know that I, I, can, I can quickly set things up. I can, I can quickly just show up and then, and then remember the skill. I mean, I'm a singer after all. I, I have the voice, I have the, the anointed voice. So I can just not practice, but just rock up. And that's the problem with talented people. Because we then leverage our talent to cover up for the lack of commitment. But there's a price for it. Because you see, if you are talented and you are committed... The result is devastating for the kingdom of darkness. The level you reach when you are talented as you are and committed is unimaginable. That's when you start unleashing greatness in you. Hallelujah. The Bible says to whom much is given, much will be required. That is in Luke chapter 12 verse 48. Hallelujah. So we must pursue our purpose, we must pursue realizing the potential God has given to us. Because God has already given us the grace. He has given us the grace to achieve and to excel. All we need to do is to commit ourselves to it. You know, many people can go and exert themselves to achieve something but still fail. People might spend years putting in the effort and never get to see the results. But we know that firstly our efforts in the Lord are never in vain. Yes. Amen. Your efforts in the Lord will never be in vain. Whether you are recognized or not, Amen. your efforts in the Lord will never be in vain. Amen. God watches over you even where you are not there. Yeah. God defends you when you are not even there. Amen. God protects you even when you don't realize it. Because you have set yourself to say, I will do things for God. So God decides, I will do things for you, my child. Oh, yes. This is powerful. Yes. 
When I was in matric, every morning of my exams in matric, I prayed. I lived, I lived next to the church, so Muruti, Muruti will know, and Theta Power knows. I, I live three houses away from, from our church at Lubakum. So when I go to school, I walk past the church. And so every morning, or if I'm writing the afternoon, just before the exam, I would go into the church and just commit my papers to God. To say, God, I've prepared. But more than I have prepared, you have prepared me for this exam. And so I give it to you, Jesus. And so you see, I went to a township school. Our school was not doing well, but I had dreams that I trusted in God. I said, God, I will show your glory through what I achieve. Because you're going to help me to achieve it. And so one paper that I wrote was computer applications technology. On the day of the exam, I write the exam. I had studied hard. We were not even allowed access to computers because of school politics. And we are writing a computer exam. But anyway, God always shows through. On the day of the exam, we're doing the practicals in the computer lab. I finish. And because our school was not well set up for the exam, they were basically doing makeshift arrangements. We were supposed to all be working on a, on a CD. But now the arrangement for the school was that because we could not write onto the CD, they were going to collect our scripts with a flash drive, which had problems, as you'll see. Now, I finished writing that exam. And then... Something in me, the Holy Spirit just says, well, before you go home, just go and see some of the teachers in their block there who had been working with them on some other things because I had been doing a lot of initiatives in school during the year. Debates, I was in the school choir, etc. So I see them, and then I speak to them before I go back to prepare for the next exam. So as I leave, the Holy Spirit just guides me to walk past the computer lab. Actually, there, was, there are multiple ways I could have left the school, just directly out. But I went straight to where the computer lab was, and I was turning left. As I was turning left, I'm passing the computer lab. One of the teachers calls out to me and says, Kaka! And he's he walking, he has a desk, he comes out to the door, and he says, I have left your script. And I'm confused, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you, you, what did you do to your script? It can't come onto the flash drive. So he's like, come, come. And he calls me, as I come in, some of the teachers even say, I was shocked, I mean, I never actually had problems or disciplinary issues in the school. And on that moment, I'm being attacked for no reason. I... I was shocked. But God is faithful. Yeah. Even if people don't recognize you, yeah. God will elevate you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm surprised. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then the teacher says, no, we can't get your script onto the flesh drive. Every learner's script got onto the flesh drive except yours. For computer alone, we were about probably 40 learners. My school had 100 learners metric about I was like, okay, they were like, okay, if you don't get it here, in the next few minutes, we are leaving your script because second office is waiting. So I go in, I, 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 I plug in the flash drive. And I had worked hard to learn, to learn from, from the textbooks, how do you do things? Okay, they were like, okay, get this, your, your script onto the flash drive. All right, I open the flash drive, I try to drag it into the flash disk, it rejects it. I'm going to understand what's going on. I remembered that from when I read the books that you can right click and send. So I go to that file, I say right click, send to, I select the flash drive, it rejects it. Now I'm crying, literally, I'm, my tears are falling. I worked hard for this paper, now it's not going to be marked. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm crying. And then I remember that I can do control C, I copy it, I go to the flash drive, I control V, I try to paste, it rejects it. I didn't know what to do. And they were like, hey, ratamai, ratamai. I was in tears. But remember, our efforts in the Lord will never be in vain. Amen. The Holy Spirit says to me, there was this question during the exam, which said you must lock a folder for three marks. Mm -hmm. 
It would have worked if we were writing directly to our CDs, because we're supposed to have CDs. That's how the exam was supposed to work. But now because they were dragging it into a flash drive, the Holy Spirit said, go and delete that folder. I went and found that, that question, a three-mark question, and I deleted that, that entire folder. Lost three marks. And then the Holy Spirit then said, try to copy it. I copied it. It went into, this, into the flesh drive. I didn't speak to anybody. I was crying. I just went home. But this is the power of walking with God. Because he orders your steps. You see, when the results came, that paper that was left was the first script in the history of our school that was a distinction in computer applications technology. Amen. I obtained 92% for that exam. I was done with it. It was 92% finished. That was going to be left behind. Probably 95% or whatever it would have been if I didn't leave the folder. But imagine that. However, when you walk with God, He watches you even when you don't know it. He defends you even when you don't see it. He fights for you even when you don't understand it. You just exert yourself. Hallelujah. Somebody say, exert yourself. There's a grace that rests on you when you exert yourself. Somebody say glory. glory. So a few points and then we're going to go into the story of Joseph then we can close. Involve God and walk by faith. Point number one. Involve God and walk 